this is Gary W. Johnson, a.k.a. The Venice Gentleman, coming to you tonight with something that will inspire, empower, and motivate you to be a better version of yourself. I've got a young man on the phone. We're getting ready to have a conversation. I've got a young man on the phone. We're getting ready to have a conversation. All right. What's your name? This is Byron Prelo. Byron. How old are you, Byron? I am 39 years old. 39 years old. Yes, sir. Now, Byron, tell me, uh, are you married or are you single? I am currently single. I'm a father of two. Single and a father of two. So a father of two and you're single, uh, were both those children by the same lady? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So uh, were you ever married? No, we were never married. I was engaged, but I've never been married. Okay, being engaged, but not married. (laughs) Uh, is there any particular reason with that relationship and being engaged uh, that it didn't lead to marriage? Um, I would say the biggest reason would be possibly the death of my mom at that time. I feel like that weighed heavily on the situation. Um, Also, it was just, I would feel like it was possibly poor timing. Uh, We did six months of premarital counseling and a lot of the things that were revealed either uh, directly or indirectly just, you know, caught us to straight. Um, but I want to say my, the, the funeral, shortly after the funeral, things pretty much dissipated, I mean, rapidly within two days, so. Okay, well, uh, and uh, you were going to get married and then there was the death of your mom and you got my condolences on that. Uh, you were going to get married and the death of your mom and so things changed up. Now, tell me this, uh, did your mother have a good relationship with this woman? Yeah, I think my mom, I, I don't know if it was a an organic relationship. I know from my mom's perspective, I would think, yeah, she... She wanted to see me get married, and and a lot of it was because I wanted to see I wanted my mom to see me get married. So I feel like that that was a, a big part of it, based on the time and in her life. Um, she was dealing with a lot of ailments, a lot of sicknesses, a lot of illness. Um, so a part of me wanted my mom to see me get married before I died. Um, but that my mom was able. She's you know she was the type of woman that could form a relationship with pretty much anybody. And she made my ex-fiance feel welcome um, as well. She also had a daughter at that time. So who's not my kid? But she had a daughter at the time. So she, you know, we made them feel like family. So I feel like they had a pretty good relationship. Well, uh, so uh, you and this lady, y'all had the two kids together uh, before you were going to get married, right? Actually, no. This the lady that I have my two children with. We this this came after. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. 
Well, hey, listen, man. Uh, uh, now that you're a single guy, uh, do you uh, find it difficult to meet a woman that's ready to uh, face the challenge of being with a man that has children? Not really. Not not the children. Um, I feel like it's more difficult to find a woman who can respect the balance of my lifestyle um, and have an understanding that me and my my children's mind we have a good co-parenting situation so there are a lot of decisions that i make based on being a co-parent that don't necessarily play well with trying to develop a new relationship so i mean in that in that same vein um the challenge comes from respecting the co-parenting as well as respecting the fact that for my household i have a vision and a plan already set in place and i'm I'm open to a woman adding value to that and, you know, possibly coming in and saying, hey, maybe we can look at other ideas. But as a, a, as a, as a fundamental thing for me being a man is for me to have my own vision and my own plan. And I feel like the woman that's right for me will be in alignment with that. So the bigger challenge that I have is for women coming in trying to deter or deviate what I'm trying to do, you know, deviate from what I'm trying to do as far as the plan for my household and how I want my household to run. Okay. <clears throat> I know you say you got a plan and everything like that. Uh, now with uh, the mother of your, uh, your, your, your children. Now, is that something that's a part of that plan that they have to accept? They don't have to, um, it depends if the if the acceptance is of of the of the of the mom then i don't feel like they have to accept the mom but there is a there is a general respect that you will have for the the, the mother of my children um i don't i don't feel like it is it is fair to anyone in a situation to have a disrespectful like encounter um so you you will respect my children. You will respect their mom. Now you don't have to play second fiddle to to either, but there will be an, a general like level of respect there. And I understand that. And uh, you make a valid point. I mean, the respect factor has to be there. And then when she knows that she's walking good into a situation, to whereas you're still communicating or you're co-parenting the way you're doing. Uh, she's got to be up for the challenge as far as that goes. And respect is something that you've got to have lines drawn in the sand. If a person can't have that kind of respect, I mean, they're automatically disqualified because that's going to be unfruitful uh, for what you've got going already in your life. And uh, you're trying to have that structure, that happiness and peace and joy. You know, understanding has to come in and play a part in that also. And if they can't understand that, uh, that's the role that they've got to play. And if they're not ready to uh, take on that role, well, they're disqualified. I understand that part. Now, uh, some some guys, uh, they have children by a woman and then they got another woman or the woman that they've got, they may get jealous because you're going over to that uh, mother of the children's house without her and you're going over there spending quite a bit of time with her. And some women, you know, they're going to start 
letting their minds run away with them because some guys do this and wonder like, is he going for the children or is he going because he still got this thing? They still have these soul ties together and he hadn't cut the strings completely and he still want to spend some time with her like intimately, you know, doing things with her. You know, and some women, they're not going to be ready for that. And they may try it for a while, but they may find like, no, nah, I don't know. And then if if any reason they've had another guy that was in that situation and he messed up, had sex with, with the uh, mother of the children, well, then that trust factor is going to be there. So she's bringing that baggage with her. So the thing of it is, had you ever ran across a woman that have a, a issue with you having to spend time with the mother of your children? You said a lot, man. And unfortunately, I have in different parts of that, you know, um, I've had the I've had I've been questioned and challenged about the amount of time I spend even separately, like just with my children alone. I've met women who say, well, why do you spend so much time with your kids? And it's like, well, it's just, you know, this is my these are my visitation dates. And going back to that, that comparison of, you know, having that history of dealing with someone who did things differently, they automatically assume or put that, you know, that charge on you also and say, well, this is what men do. Because I had a man who spent this kind of time with his children and he was also sleeping with the children's mom. You know, he was also doing, you know, all of the things that that whatever runs through their mind when they think, okay, this guy's going over there and most times it's, oh, he going over there to sleep with his baby mama. Um, and you have to, you, you know, you have to contend with that. Um, so I've had to, to answer your question directly, I have had to contend with women who had problems with the relationship that me and my boy's mom have. I've also had to contend with women who had issues with the relationship that I have with my children as well. And, you know, going is to your point, that is, um, there were times when I could say, hey, you know what, I really want to mess with this chick. So uh, do I really want to pick my kids up? But going back to your point about being a better version of yourself and you start to have, you know, start evaluating like what's most important to you. And you have to look at your kids as your your, your number one investment. It's like if, if I can't if I can't bring my children around, or if I can't, you know, let you see the functioning relationship that me and my my mom or my boy's mom have as parents, you know, like there's nothing it shouldn't there shouldn't be anything wrong with this, you know. There's so many, you have so many people that feel like because the intimate relationship is over, the whole parenting part should be like separate and you can't work together as a unit to still raise those children. And they're so used to, they're so accustomed to seeing the friction that is in with the parenting, the baby mama, baby daddy drama that when you have a functional relationship, that seems like that's what's wrong. And it's, it's a thing that, you know, we have to, I have had to contend with. Yeah, and, and I can kind of see that, man, you know, because if a woman's ha ever had to deal with issues like that, uh, she doesn't want to be disappointed. She don't want to be hurt. She don't want to waste her time. And maybe she hadn't experienced anything like that personally. But, you know, women, they have friends just like you. You got partners, you know, and they share a different horror stories and like, man, this is what happened with me. Well, women, they're going to share their stories, too. And if they're right. talking to their friend, like, girl, 
when I remember when this dude, he went over there, he was still sleeping with her and this, and he telling you he with the boys. That's what this other dude used to do. And if somebody's in their ear like that, you know, uh, it makes it more difficult for them to kind of like have that trust. But sometimes it's not the right woman. It has to go through those kind of challenges because it's going to be a challenge. And then you've got to prove yourself. I mean, you've got to be forthcoming, open and honest, like, hey, look, if uh, you invite her to go, well, hey, look, ain't nothing happening over here with me and her. If you want to ride over there with me, it's cool. You know, when you do stuff like that, they might ride with you one or two times and say, okay, no, you can go ahead and go. I don't want to go this time. And what they're actually saying is like, no, I believe you and I trust you. I'm going to let you go. You know, yeah. and so sometimes you have to go through that, you know, to prove it. And some guys may be willing to do that and some guys may not, you know, to show that you don't have any hidden agendas. You're not using your children to still trying to keep something going on with that woman because some guys find it hard to turn everything loose. They may turn it loose for a certain amount of time, but then sometime they'll creep, you know, and then so that can really interfere with your relationship. But once you prove yourself, and as far as like your your kids, if she want to come around the kids, if you don't have an issue with that, it's like, well, hey, look, I just got this visitation and I want to spend time with my kids. But if you're going to have a woman in your life, kids got to get used to having that woman around too. You know, if it's the woman that you're serious about. Agreed. Um, and, I, and I feel like that's fair. I feel like the assumptions that that women make I feel like that's fair. I mean, you can't you can't expect them to discount their experiences. And the same as, you know, you can't I can't discount my experiences going forward with how I proceed with the next friendship or relationship. And I carry we all carry a certain amount of baggage. I feel like the the bigger issue or the bigger concern is how well do you manage your baggage? Um, Is it detrimental to any relationship that you go into? Or is it just something that, you know, this is a foundation and this is something that I can pull back from and I have that resource to say, hey, I've experienced this before. So to me, the criteria would change. Um, Kind of going to your point, the criteria changes in the aspect of now that I have experienced this, I won't automatically charge you with sleeping with your baby mama, but I will notice these red flags and I will address them with you when they come up. I feel like that's 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 totally fair and that's that's fair for all involved and it's more fair for the you know your main player you are your main player your star player so you got to take care of yourself and if you have if you have that concern i feel like a lot of times there is reason for the concern and i'm not i, I probably haven't been of the mindset to give someone proven facts that i'm not doing what i say i'm doing or you know vice versa however you want to play it um but I also can't see the value in giving that comfort because, you know, ultimately, if this is somebody that you invest in that time in and that you see yourself with, then what is it to take her to two or three visitations or allow those two people to meet? I mean, at some point, if that person is going to be in the picture, they're going to have to meet. Um, and you want that relationship to be copacetic. You want it to be, hey, this is, you know, these are the boundaries that are set. Uh, we got to play together. Yeah, and uh, you you make a valid point. Uh, the the biggest thing, and and it's going to be a challenge regardless because of that. But the biggest thing, man, is for you to be 
uh, open and honest and forthcoming and actually sitting down and, and having her where she can be open and honest with you and just when you open up and you you honest with her and say, look, I need you to give me some feedback on this. If you're having some issues with it, you know, let me know you're having some issues with it. If there's some uh, uh, unresolved things in your head because of what you experienced, let me share what I'm going through with my life and how I've got my life structured, how I'm going to spend time with the kids. Or if I go over there and I have to, you know, uh, spend some time talking to the mother of my kids because, you know, we, we've got something that's bonded and we're going to have a relationship, maybe not a sexual relationship or anything like that, but we've got kids together. And so we like co-parenting. So if it's something that you need to know or you got question about, all I'm saying is be open and be honest with me and let me know. And I'll answer all your questions, you know. And if you can do that, well, then that's going to form a, a good structure for you to go forward with this lady. And then as challenges come up, you know, hopefully she'll just be able to talk to you about it. And then you can squash it right away. Right. And that's that communication, communication and comprehension. Um, it's it's one thing for me to communicate these things to you, show you, but you also have to be open. And that's you being me and her, you know, non-gender specific is being all parties involved. You have to be open to that, that, that form of communication and understand that this person is being as transparent, you know, or not as they can be, but they're, they are being transparent with you and they are welcoming you into this, this arena, into this circle of what have you. So, I mean, I, 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 I like the idea. Um, and it sounds good when you talk about it over the phone and in person and have these conversations, but I feel like one of the, the biggest hindrance in moving to that point are these like gender divides that we have. And we have these historic um, traditions and values that we have to play into. And I feel like a lot of the lack of trust is, okay, traditionally, my dad did this and my mom did this. So I expect things to be a, a different way. And we don't allow things to happen like fluidly. It's not, a, it's not, they don't develop organically between the two people. And because we have all of these previous expectations and I'm, and in, in the same vein, I feel like you should have a foundation. You should have your moral values and the moral compass and those things. But you should also have some liquidity with that to, to where I can I can be fluid in this relationship. And, you know, if it's something that I'm passionate about and I have a stronghold on, then I stand firm. And if it's not, then it's something that's negotiable. We, we all have to kind of come to, you know, a compromise and I feel like our our gender restrictions and this new climate that we are in kind of hinder all of those things from happening to where now you have a lot of guys who, when you ask them the question, do you want to get married? It's like, eh, maybe. I mean, I could. I want to get married before I die. Um, I want to see my mom. You know, I want my mom to see me get married. Those things of that nature versus historically it was it was like an accomplishment you know if if you go biblical um and i'm not you know i don't do religion like that but if you go biblical when a man finds a wife you know in, in every in most religious beliefs when a man finds a wife there is a celebration um you have so many men that are 
not even looking forward to the celebration because of the challenges that they have in finding a wife. And I feel like those gender divides and those expectations, those traditional expectations that we've set and we continue to live by are a part of the reason that you have that divide. Well, see, one thing I look at, too, when you talk about the gender and the divide, I look at the age group that you're talking about. You're 39 years old. And uh, I don't know as far as the age of the women that you're talking to and, you know, what their acceptance level would be. Or you're saying that they're looking for somebody and comparing them with what their father did and the structure in their home. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If they had a good, solid foundation at home and the way the father was with the children, the way the father was with the wife, I mean, if that was something good, uh, I could understand a young lady that would want that. But uh, what I'm thinking is the the age range that you're talking about with these women and they have to come in and, and accept uh, what you've got going with the mother of your children and you want to spend time with your children and the structure. So what kind of age limit are you talking about? Well, I'm 39, so I've, I've dated. Um, I typically try to stay above 30 now. It's just something about the, it's a generational thing that there's a lot of differences that you come across. And I'm usually in the range of about 35 to 46. Okay. What that sounds like to me is uh, a certain level of maturity and a certain level of growth. Because when you get a woman that's too young, she hadn't really had a chance to mature and be seasoned in life and the growth that she needs. She still got to go through some changes. And the thing of it is, when you have a woman that's already gone through some changes, but then they're more ready for some of the things that, you know, has to be accepted as far as the role that they're going to play. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you're going to be expecting them to like uh, be like Susie Homemaker. I need you to stay at home and cook and take care of my kids or if they need to have a job and they need to work or, you know, what would your expectations be as far as a woman? And teamwork makes the dream work. One of the, you know, there there are certain things, you know, how you when you grow up, you say, I, you know, I'm kind of looking for a woman like my mom somebody that that was nurturing but there are there are things that you also witness you know that in your mother that you say well you know I kind of didn't like that my mom was this way for my dad so it's certain right. I don't I don't I actually don't want a woman who is a shut up get in the corner do what I say barefoot and pregnant um I, I, right. I you know I can't respect that I have more respect for a that woman who can you hear me that has you know somebody that that has something to say um if she works i prefer a woman that works um i feel like in this day and age a lot of women have um they they have a little more confidence when they can make their own income um they also contribute more to the household uh they might make more money than me uh and i'm i'm okay with that too um so I'm, <laughs> good <laughs> I'm okay with that like I, I don't feel I don't feel like my manhood is rooted in my ability to make more money than you 
right right the deceptions that we have amongst men is that if i make more money i have the control and that's you know that, that i don't feel like it's really ever been true <laughs> you know so <laughs> i'm okay with her you know going to school being a mother being in the gym with me i'm okay with all of it right well good and uh yeah there's a there's something that you said I, I've, I've heard it stated like this before. Uh, he who holds the money holds the power. And, you know, uh, years and years ago, that was basically going to be the man, you know, and uh, men right now, uh, in some cases, you know, they still make uh, more money than women make. But there's a lot of women that make much more money than a man. And some men are intimidated by that because they don't know that, you uh, they're going to be like uh, accepted for being a full-blooded man because it's like she makes more money than me, you know. But uh, the thing of it is, if you're uh, a, a man in your own right, uh, you have a role to play. And as far as the status and the power and all that, you know, your, your role in being a man and doing what you're supposed to do and you're actively working, you're taking care of business, you know, I think that it doesn't matter whether she makes more money than you. Uh, now, if she's the kind of woman that wants to play head games and uh, if she wants to try to, you know, uh, keep pushing that in your face, well, I mean, you know, uh, that's not the kind of woman you want in your life anyway. So uh, in a case like that, it's like, hey, look, you know, if this is what it's going to be in this relationship, it's not going to work because this is supposed to be a relationship, not a dictatorship. You know, and I'm not your yes man. You know, right? And you, you, I mean, to that to that point, you have a lot of guys that you have to be you have to be confident enough in the man that you are to know when to step away from a situation situation like that because it, it's it's guys that fall into the 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 what you call a sugar daddy. You got sugar mamas out here too, and if she making oh, yeah. enough money, she can provide a certain lifestyle. You have a got a lot of guys that'll get comfortable with that. You know, she can talk to you crazy, she buy you some Jordans, and next thing you know, you everything is good. Uh she makes some spaghetti at the house and you right back in that toxic situation where she belittles you. Uh she has, you know, everything condescension because of I make more money than you and I can hang that over your head. You gotta be man enough to know that that's not something that keeps me. Um and I'm willing to walk away from a situation like that. Well, and uh, the thing of it is also, uh, you have to uh, also uh, be a man, you know, as far as like uh, when it's time to uh, step up and let her know that you've got certain lines that's drawn in the sand, is certain things that you can't ex- uh, take a stand. I mean, you know, not like you raising your voice and getting mad and shouting and doing all that, but uh, having a genuine conversation and just, you know, talking things through and let a woman know that, you know, you can't accept certain things. And if that's what she's going to continue to do between the both of you, and that's not going to work. You get with somebody so it can be like a partnership but it's got to be some love, some joy, some peace, and some happiness. If it's not love, joy, peace, and happiness within those walls, man, 
you know, that's going to be a toxic situation and it's not going to be good for you, the woman, and the children involved. I, I feel like as much as you, as a guy should stand up and, you know, for lack of a better phrase, let his balls drop, you should also yeah. have to, you know, be the, you shouldn't have to wear that, you know, all the time. I shouldn't have to constantly remind you that I am a man. I'm still a man. I am the man of this house. Uh, I do, I do operate more on respect and love, but I also, you know, like respect is my love language. <laughs> like for me personally, I feel like a lot of guys can relate to that. I, I operate more on the respect level than I do on like an agape love type of feeling. If I'm respected in my household, I feel I feel more loved in that arena than I do if you, you know, buying flowers and cars and candy and cologne and all of that stuff like that to me doesn't mean as much. Um, I just just I said all of that to say this. I don't want to be the guy who's always having to put you in your place. Or always, you know, you hear the women say, I need a man that can control me. I need a man that can check me or can handle me. And a lot of times that's that is an annoying situation to be in. It's an irritant almost because you are constantly having to calm someone down. And there's no accountability in there for me. You know, like you ought to be accountable enough to know that, hey, this is the situation that we're in. I am the man of the household. I, I, I appreciate a certain level of respect. I also require uh, going to your boundary lines. You know, I also require that. And I will also reciprocate. You know, if I'm, if yeah, I'm well, go ahead. I'm sorry, but the thing of it is, and, and you make a valid point, uh, you may have some women like that in life, and they may say, you have to put me in my place. But if that's not something that you want, but then you tell a lady, you know, hey, look, that's a deal breaker for me because I'm not the man that you need. I don't need somebody that's going to have to be, I'm going to put them in their place. You know, we're going to have to be pulling together here. You know, I'm not going to have to be putting you in your place. You know, you got to find another man for that, you know, because I don't have time for that. You know, I'm raising uh, my children. I'm not going to raise you. You know, we got to be on the same page or, you know, you can go ahead on and start you a new chapter in life. And I start me a new chapter in life. You know, so all of that trying to you got to put me in my place and all that. Yeah, somebody might have to put you in your place, but it won't be me. So, I mean, you know, it's not going to work. You have to move around. Yeah, I agree. It won't be me. That's that's too taxing. on. I mean, with all the stuff you have to deal with outside of the household, it's um, it's taxing to have to sit in the truck and prepare yourself to go in the house because you know what you're about to deal with and you know we we hear the phrase safe space or uh you know be my safe space and everybody says you know i want you to be my space also but there is there is no safety um in coming home to that you know where you don't know what you're gonna get when you walk in the house and that's just another job, man. And and I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to sign up for that class because it's a lot of studying that goes on with that. Well, anybody that's a real man is not going to want to do that. And then if you've got a woman that has any kind of maturity and know anything about life and what goes on in society, uh, especially with the way 
uh, a black man is being treated in society, that woman should be loving, caring, and understanding. And she's going to have some issues from time to time because we as human beings, men and women, you know, we're going to have adversity. And she's going to need your shoulder, you know, to lean on sometime and for you to talk to her about certain things and listen to her. You know, at the same time, she got to realize you're going through some things too. And you may have had a rough day and you don't need her to come in and start giving you all kind of hell behind things that's going on. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I didn't come home to fight you. It's got to be love and peace within these walls. And if we can't have love and peace within these walls, you know, you're going to have to get up out of here. I'm going to have to get up out of here. And then I can have this peace by myself. You know, uh, I don't need to be in a toxic situation because it's unfruitful, not good. And especially if you got children, man, you don't need that. Yeah, because they see it. Uh, they see it and they feel it. I feel like a sure lot of... A lot, a lot of things change with the with the cell phone because we can't, we don't leave the argument or the discussion at home. You know, it, it travels with us all the time, and, and in, in relationships, this text, you know, you're getting text messages. You gotta, you have to be able to operate in many different forms of communication, right? You have to be able to to text this person and understand that hey, I'm I'm trying to not assume your tone through the text message but then I get home and then it's the tone that I assumed but I was told not to assume that tone in the text message so it's so much confusion with not only dealing with that type of woman but just in general like we already have so many things that are in opposition of having these fruitful relationships and we have to you know, find that balance. Like, hey, if it's a what did they say, a safe word, this text message conversation is not working. Uh, pick up the phone. Let's have a phone call. Let's have a face to face talk. Because a lot of times people talk different to you when you're face to face. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, I feel like it's just we have so many things opposing like what we grew up seeing, and we have to kind of come to a, an understanding of we got we still got as black men I still got a target on my back um, sure absolutely every, every time I start the car leave the house there goes the target and that target is I mean probably no greater now it's probably no less but I'm sure there was a time when it was rougher but it's still pretty bad you know I, I hear people say well you know if you look at the 1950s, things were pretty bad. And look where we're at now. I say, but you have to look at, <laughs> look at how bad they were then. You know, so <laughs> and that's their target. You know, and their target is still there. And it's like, when I get home, I feel like that's the only time I get to stop defending the black man, the, like being the, the burden bearer for all black men in America. You know, like, I don't want to be the, the, the defender when I come home. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you need a partner that's supposed to be uh, in total agreement. And I listened to something you said about an understanding. And, you know, uh, it's been said, man, uh, conversation rules a nation and an understanding beats the world. And uh, it's, it's real key to get that because, you know, being in a relationship or marriage, man, you know, it's going to be a challenge, man, because you're not Siamese twins, you know, but you have to be able to communicate. And uh, if you don't have that, you really don't have nothing. You really don't. But uh, 
anyway, man, we are uh, uh, going to get ready to wrap it up. Uh, is there anything else you want to address before we, uh, you know, get ready to close this out? Oh, no, man. I just appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you. And, you know, I heard a lot about the show and I, I can appreciate, you know, the, what you're doing. And I'll be a listener. I'm a fan. So thank you. Well, good. Uh, thank you. And so it's, it's women out there that wanted to uh, hear the point of view uh, from a man as far as uh, relationships and what men are going through, because women are going through a lot of changes, too. And, you know, different age groups are doing different things, you know, and uh, as far as like men being willing to commit and things of that nature, uh, the dating scene and some don't want to get married and things of that nature. And, you know, women want to hear sometime a man's point of view and what they're going through and dealing with in life, you know. So uh, with you sharing your story with us, but then it helps somebody. And so that's what it's all about, man, trying to, uh, you know, have people where they can be informed, you know, but uh, at the same time, you know, enlightening people and, you know, letting people, uh, you know, hear what's going uh, on with others and it'll help them out. Uh, I've got uh, a poem that I had written and uh, I'm going to read this before I uh, close out. Uh, it's called, As I Look Out My Window. As the wind blows, as the grass grows, as the world turns, as my brain learns, as life unfolds in front of me, as simple or complex as it seems to be, my journey unfolds, not knowing what each day holds. I take a deep breath and let it begin. I stand back and look deep within harmonizing with my mind and my soul, manning the helm as I take control, guiding myself through the storms of life, staying positive and avoiding negativity and strife, living my life this way from day to day. Having a winning attitude is just my way. Adversity will come and go. I embrace it and continue to grow. Byron, it's been great talking to you, man, and uh, maybe we'll talk again sometime. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm.